My name is Kyle Willis, and this is Marketing from the Roosevelt Room. All right, welcome back to a new episode of Marketing from the Roosevelt Room. I am stoked on where we are going today. Our guest for this episode uh, is a man who has a lot of stories to tell. Uh, he started his career in the United States Army. He's been in Iraq and Kuwait. And out of some life lessons from the Army, as well as what he's gone through in business, has become a lead trainer and lead coach in a variety of different programs I'm sure we're going to get into today. Um, but our guest, Nate Bailey, works with hundreds of men and women, all on the aspect of how to create a better life for themselves and their families. He's written a brand new book that we're about to talk about in a little bit. But Nate, I'm really excited to have you on our show today. Thank you so much for being with us in the Roosevelt Room. Hey, you bet, Kyle. Thank you, man. I uh, really appreciate it, and I'm excited to be here uh, in the Roosevelt Room. He, he's one of my favorites uh, for sure, so I just love the name of the podcast, and yeah, yeah, thanks for having me on. I love it, man, and that's, that's uh, exciting for me as we were talking a little early before we hit this record button of just who the man Roosevelt was, what Teddy was able to do and bring our country together, uh, unite both sides in ways few leaders have been able to do, uh, and, and serve our country in, in that way. And, you know, I think in, in my segue of, of the little I've gotten to know you, that's what you've been able to do going from being a platoon leader in the United States Army with Operation Iraqi Freedom, leading 40 different soldiers. Let me, let me toot your own horn for a moment. <laughs> I'd love to know a little bit of just what that has taught you, what your life was like in the Army that brought that real world experience, now who you are, as an author, renowned speaker, and entrepreneur. Yeah, I mean, you know, being a leader in the army, it was, uh, and then being deployed, and um, it, it, it's a huge life experience that is definitely that I'm definitely able to take and uh, draw from into who I am today, and, and who I continue to be as a coach and a leader um, in what we do inside of our different men and women uh, immersion programs that we have is. You know, I mean, some of the biggest things is just when you're leading 42 plus guys yeah. for 24 seven, you know, for about 15 months straight, like you can imagine it's, uh, it's, it's a little bit challenging, you know, you got a sure. lot of alpha dudes that, that, uh, to get along with and, and, and stay together and, and be cohesive and, and get along and, and, uh, and it doesn't always happen that way. And, and, um, and so it was an incredible experience just to learn how to really connect with all kinds of different people and realize that you got to connect with each one a little bit differently. And so as a coach, um, you get all kinds of different men and women, it's kind of the same thing, you know, different backgrounds, different experiences, different yeah. people, they, they respond differently to different ways of communication. And so, yeah, that, that experience that I had in the army, I mean, it's, it's uh, kind of priceless to what I do now today. And tell me about that. So from these experiences that you've had and the, the coaching programs that you've been leading, it's culminated in the creation of a new book, 100 Mile Mindset. We'd love to hear a little bit about what, what this book is and who it was written for. Yeah, you bet. So, you know, you talk about 
Theodore Roosevelt and man in the arena his it's a speech he did in I think like 1912 and uh, if you're not familiar with it you should be it's it's incredible and it's kind of the way I like to look at and live life it's just you know the idea of being the man in the arena is is not afraid of failing not afraid of falling not not afraid of the critic right it's, the, it's not the critic who counts it's the man who is actually in the arena and yeah. uh, to get your face is marred by dust and sweat and blood. And, um, you know, that's just life. And there's a lot of people that, that live in the stands. They want to eat the popcorn and smoke the cigar and, and drink, <laughs> drink the, uh, the beer or the Diet Coke. And they want to tell the people that are in the arena, like how they're doing it wrong. Right. Sure. Sure. Cause they're not, that they're not courageous enough to get, get in the arena themselves. And, um, and so that's kind of, I think that's that's really where my book came from. There's a chapter in the book called "The Man in the Arena." Um, so um, you know, I I kind of live like I don't I don't want to I'm not going to put myself on the same playing field as uh, Teddy Roosevelt by any means, but he inspires me to live the way I do, um, just by how he lived. Yeah. And uh, so part of that was, yeah. I mean, I've I've done I've done an Ironman. I've done uh, something called Seal Fit Kokoro, 52 plus hour event modeled wow. after Navy SEAL Hell Week and it wow. was led by retired and active duty Navy SEALs and that was one of the most challenging things I've ever done in my life one of the toughest endurance events out there and I was able to complete that um, you know ultra running's become popular it's a lot of people have heard of David Goggins now that with his new book and uh, he does a lot of these extreme events physically mentally emotionally challenging and so I'm just kind of driven to that kind of stuff. Again, yeah. similar to Teddy Roosevelt, he was into doing that kind of stuff to like just to continue to push and grow and expand. And so I set out in 2018 that I was going to run 100 miles, really kind of coming off the couch and no, uh, really had no reason to, to say that I was going to go do this. But I, I gave myself three months to get ready. And in June, I attempted it for the first time made it about 64 miles and, and missed the cutoff time. And that was really kind of oh. my fault. I would, didn't pay attention to the details as well as we should have. We thought sure. we were good to go. And then I tried it again about a month and a half later in July, end of July of 2018 in Cleveland, Ohio of all places and got about 75.6 miles. And, and that's as much as I had that day. And then, uh, and then I, I was like, you know, <laughs> I'm going to run a hundred miles. And if it takes me, five yeah. times or 10 times, like I'm going to do this thing. And so at the Pony Express 100 in Salt Lake City, just outside of Salt Lake City in October of last year, I did um, finally completed 100 miles. And so oh, over about eight months, Huge. it was an incredible journey, as you can imagine, a lot of different lessons and experiences, people that I met. And so I just took all of that, kind of recorded it um, and put it, put it, made a book called The 100 Mile Mindset, what it takes to not just run a hundred miles, but you know, not everybody wants to run a hundred miles. Right. So not yeah. everybody, why would you, I mean, it's kind of, yeah, it's not, <laughs> it's not all that enjoyable, <laughs> but you know, the benefits of doing things like that, like what's the hundred miles for you? I mean, everybody's could be a 5k for somebody and sure. that's an incredible feat. It could be whatever, you know, whatever that is for you. And so that's kind of the idea behind the book. So I'd love to kind of dig into that a little bit of just what, what not only the, 100 miles taught you but the journey through it the training for it the initial failures that led to you being at a crossroads of do i give up or try again yeah. what were some of those lessons that you pulled out that led to hey i got a story to tell that needs to be written down 
man so many um you know one of them is like yeah when you when you run 60 you know the first time right i ran 64 miles and they pulled me off the course and it's like 64 miles is a long ways yeah. <laughs> it's way longer than More i'd than ever ran yeah i mean it's way longer than i'd ever ran before in my life it's way longer than just about anybody's ever going to run uh, yeah. again most for very good sane reasons because uh, there's really not <laughs> any reason to go do that but um i could have been been very easy for me to say hey um you know that's that's good enough like good job and a lot of people did say hey oh don't worry about it sure oh, i'm so proud of you like oh that's way further than everybody else had ever got you know most people would ever go blah 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 and you know i think for a long time and it's true and i was proud of it and you should be proud of, of those accomplishments along the way even though there it's it was it wasn't 100 miles so it was a failure um but I didn't want, I want to be, you know, it's so important to be a person of your word. Like if you say yeah. you're going to go do something to go do it. And every time that you have the opportunity to be like, Hey, well, I, I made it about 75% of the way and that's still better than most people. So yeah. I'm good. That's it's, it's a very slippery slope that, you know, if, if you start to make those decisions, it kind of, it overflows into everything that you do and all decisions you make. And before you know it, you're never really following through on anything. And so that's really the, the point of the book is, you know, I was going to finish this. I was going to do what I said I would. I want to be a person that can be counted on. Like when I say I'm going to do something, meaning that like they just know what's going to happen before yeah. it does actually happen. And so the second time it was, you know, don't make, don't make decisions when your emotions are high, clarity is low. Well, and, uh, and so 75.6 miles in i can't go any further it's like 2 30 in the morning and really yeah i'm questioning myself like what am i doing like this is that's like you really are good like you don't have what are you doing this for and and so it's it was giving my learning to give myself some space in those yep. moments when it's like when you're so close to it that yeah i mean it's you're not making clear rational decisions at that time and so it's like allow yourself to take a step back take a deep breath, go get some rest a day or two later, then you can come back and be like, all right, you know what? Yeah. I, I might not have wanted to continue this journey right when there was a moment that I couldn't go any further, but now that I've had some time to, to create some space for myself and get clear on what I really yeah. want, like, yeah, I, yeah, I got to go finish this. So those are some of the kind of the key lessons. Um, what role would you say that, you know, and you're sitting in this place right now of, okay, I've trained this hard for it. I didn't hit my goal. I'm trying to figure out what I want to do next. What's the balance between being strong-willed and just wanting to finish what you've started versus the way the role mindset plays and how you, you know, that you talked about emotions and clarity, uh, the way the mindset, the way the mind tries to justify, tries to, it can be a can be the asset for propelling you or be the thing that tells you to go back and sit on that couch with your beer and cigar yeah absolutely i mean it's kind of a the mindset is it's this ever evolving and changing thing right it's and and again i think that it goes back to you know the more that you you get in these circumstances and, and you start to kind of give yourself a little bit of a pass and you start to justify things, you know, your mindset can start to slip back really fast, like towards that comfort Yeah. And versus like, that's why it's so important to, cause it takes, it takes a lot less time to lose this, this steel forged mindset, the strong mindset, this ultimate mindset, whatever you want to call it, this 100 mile mindset. 
yeah. it takes way longer to lose that than it does to create it. Meaning like it, don't, it only takes one or two decisions for it to really go back to where you were before um, versus the time that it took to really build it up to where it is as a hundred mile mindset. Um, you know, it's kind of like it, it takes a long time to form a habit and it takes, you know, a very short time to, to wreck it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, skipping the gym for one day and all of a sudden it's been a week and then it's been a month and, and you know, you could have been going to the gym for a year straight. Yeah. You take, you, you, it could literally be that, that slippery of a slope if you're not careful. Right. Yep. I love that. And, and, you know, cause I think we've all heard the saying before how you can spend your lifetime trying to build your character, but in a certain a single decision, destroy it. And yeah, that's exactly it. Right. Yeah. I love that. The, the whole, the concept I think placed so much of, of all aspects of life in regards to the, the input versus output of discipline and, and staying uh, committed to what you started from marriage, business relationships and i think what what i'm hearing from you that I'm, I'm loving is that aspect of you know i think what what i first look uh, first hearing that i really love is that you you had a goal you set you set off i'm gonna train i'm gonna hit 100 miles i'm i'm gonna be able to accomplish this and even in the midst of adversity and setback you said i'm not giving up and you said there's something i'm gonna pull out of this that's gonna strengthen who i am it's gonna create some life lessons for me and became the gateway to now is launched book and, and speaking opportunities and more. I love to know as you as you think about from lessons in the army, lessons through training for this hundred miles, whatever the lessons might be. How has that uh, shaped and affected who you are as a business owner, as an entrepreneur? To you know, because I know uh, uh, you know with insurance and real estate now a public speaking and coaching there's a variety of things that you've picked up and you've put back down uh what's been that journey for you in regards to building a career as an entrepreneur and finding what it what is the the thing you're you are to focus on right now yeah i mean i think all of the things that i've done all the things that you talked about and, and listed off being the, owning an insurance brokerage for 14 years you know on the crossfit gym like during that time. Um, yeah, a lot of, I still have a lot of investment property across the country, um, being a coach now and and really all of that prepared me to do what I'm doing today, which is speaking, coaching, have a podcast, um, have, have books, communicating message, inspiring, impacting others. Um, I, you know, as a coach working with men and women, business owners, right. Yeah. Successful, married men and women business owners that come to our programs and, and our coach to us, you know, spend, spend one to two years with us wow. uh, to continue to like, just continue to grow and expand in their own right, in their own life, in their own industry. Um, because I've had those experiences, because, because I own the insurance brokerage for years and, 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 and have gone through a lot of experience a lot of the hardships, the pitfalls that they are experiencing currently right now themselves. Um, because I've done so many things and filled my plate with so much, because I was in the army as an officer and led, you know, 40 plus people at the same time. Yeah. You know, thousands of miles away from home, like all of these experiences. I didn't know it at the time, but it was all preparing me to do what I do today. And I think, you know, we all of us, no matter all of our experiences, if we can see them that way, 
like you don't always know where it's going to lead you, but yep. but you can always draw for them from them uh, to make uh, you the most impactful, um, productive person that you can possibly be. Hopefully for those around you, those that you care the most about um, in life. Well, I'd love to know what that transition was like for you, you know, 14 years running a brokerage and saying, okay, it's time for me to do something different. You know, I think about myself, I think about other listeners who may be in that place of saying, hey, I'm, I'm questioning if now's my time to change. And yeah. they're taking that risk and being able to step out on their own, that fear of what's, what's unknown. What was that, that conversation either that internal conversation or external that led you to say okay I'm willing to take that risk and and step out into trying something different yeah um, you know while I was doing it I, I was never super passionate or fulfilled by selling insurance I was good at it I built a nice agency up and yeah. uh, it provided a great living and, and lifestyle for me that I, I really liked as being a business owner entrepreneur on my own but I knew that it wasn't necessarily probably something I was going to do for the rest of my life. Sure. And uh, again, I just, I didn't know exactly what that was going to be. And then I, I got into investing in myself and coaching myself. I'd always been a leader, coached high school, college athletics. Like I've always gravitated towards helping others, go coaching, mentoring, guiding other people. And then, uh, and then I realized once I started investing into myself that there's this actual world out here of, of coaches that, that do that. And, and as soon as I really kind of realized that that was a thing, I, I knew that's what I wanted to do. And so then it was just starting to position myself, continuing to run the agency that was funding that, yeah. as well as giving me the, continuing to give me the lifestyle and kind of figuring things out, right? Yeah. Like sucking in the beginning, starting from <laughs> where I was at and to, to where I am now, where I was able to, you know, once I knew that this was what I was going to do and the opportunity was there, I literally sold my agency in like a day. Like, I love it. And it's not that hard to do because a lot, there's agents out there. I mean, it's kind of, if you get the opportunity to buy a book of business, it's, it's almost a no brainer to do that. So it wasn't hard to sell. And yeah, I literally had it sold in a day. And, uh, and, and then I was, and I was just, yeah, there was no plan B. <laughs> like some, some could look at that and be like, man, that was kind of a dumb decision. But <laughs> yeah. I, think, I think if you leave yourself options, um, then you always have this out in the back of your head and oh, that's really good. you're not going to go full force into, into really making it. That's really work. good. Yeah. You leave yourself options. Uh, I love that aspect of being able to just burn the ships and know that. It's yeah, exactly. Right. You know, when I was in, in 2014, uh, I was running my marketing agency as a side hustle. And yeah. started it in 2011 as a side hustle. It was, you talked earlier about, you know, it was what you knew as a, you know, you didn't have a passion for insurance, paid the bills. That was me when I was at Microsoft or as other ad, ad agencies, they paid the bills, but I was always building someone else's vision. Yeah, right. And I was, you know, stuck to what they were trying to create. And it was just, I was trading my time for money. And in and there's always that desire of hey I really love to have my agency be what I am only focused on be my own boss really see what I can build out of this but it was that fear of I don't want to say goodbye to my nice paycheck I don't yeah, I don't want to have to right. pay for insurance benefits out of my own pocket 
all that, all those things that were really more related to money and, and fear than anything else. Um, and, and I remember I finally hit this point in 2015, I had, was working at an, a, a, a different agency. I had made that company a million dollars my first year. They didn't have an ad department before I came in, built an ad department for them, made them over a million dollars. Wow. And I went to my boss after a year working there said, Hey, you know, here's what I've been able to accomplish. Can I have a raise? And she's like, no, no, I don't have, I don't have any money for you. So <laughs> how can you tell me you don't have any money when I've already made you a million dollars? No, you're charging five times more an hour than what you're paying me. I understand <laughs> that's how agencies work, but yeah, um, right. some agencies work. Yeah. Um, but that, you know, uh, so I'm going to make a deal of it. Which is, no, I don't have the money. It's like, well, all right, well, clearly I don't have a future in this place. And I was buying a house at the time and I called up my mortgage lender. I said, you know, hey, when, when my loan closes, the moment it closes, I need you to call me because I'm putting in my notice. I don't want to mess it up. Otherwise, I'd quit today. But I, I need yeah. you to call me the moment it closes. And sure enough, as soon as he called me, 20 minutes later, my resignation letter was on her desk. And it was yeah. that fear of, hey, Yes, no to the quo, had some good clients at the time, but sure didn't replace what I had going here. I didn't make a million dollars for no to the quo like I did for this other company in a year. And it's that, that fear of, all right, what's coming next? Where's it, where's it going? But like you're saying, with you know, you being able to step out of insurance and take that risk, that's where the doors opened up. That's where the joy returned. That's where the yeah. creativity, the creativity ex exploded and you know, I was telling someone earlier today, I look at the clock and I'm like, and now with what I do, I look at the clock and I'm like, ah, I wish I could slow it down so I can get some more things. Yeah, done. no doubt. Doing. Uh, so, you know, I, I love to just hear, you know, there, there's my story. I love to just hear a little bit more on your, your story of that aspect of, hey, now that you've taken what you've learned, what you're going through, I'll go through a little bit of what you call your coaching programs and working with married uh, men and women. What, what is it that you do there? What is the type of coaching that you offer? Who are you trying to coach in those? Yeah, you bet. So, yeah, I mean, our, our market is, it's, it really is. It's uh, male and female, married, um, with children, business owners, entrepreneurs. And, okay. and, and, and the majority of them are, they're established and successful business owners for the most part. And uh, so we, we have a program, uh, Shield Men for Women, Men for uh, Man Wealth for Men, uh, Immersion. And so they come for four week, four days to Southern California. Awesome. Um, we, got, we got a group of men, I think we got 11 or 12 men coming from across the uh, US on Monday, on Veterans Day. And, and uh, yeah, so we, we take them to the beaches, like we, we grind them. We put them in the ocean, like we get them all sandy. We we work them out, we, and really, it's not just to physically beat them up. It's it's to really kind of break them down and, and get them open so that they can then, like, really get what they need to get. Um, because we, you know we focus on what we call the big four: physical, spiritual, relational, financial. So everyone's coming for something a little bit different. Some of them it's it might be relational. For some, it's like just physically, they just kind of let themselves go because maybe they put everything into the business. For some of them, you know, they've been really successful in business, but they're just maybe stuck in a rut or or maybe they're on some hard times and they're just looking for some new perspective and in some ways. So we really kind of cover it all. I mean, we really do. Well, you know, Some will call it a life coach. We don't really, nothing against life coaches, but um you know, I, I just, it just has a weak connotation to it. And there's a lot of broke, 
life coaches out there and we really we are high paid coaches like mm-hmm. we kind of like to compare ourselves to like we're the bill belichick uh in the coaching business right yeah like he, come on he coaches the patriots to win championships and that's what we do with business owners in life is like to awesome. be champions so um that's the best way i can explain it but yeah so the immersion experience is it, it is it's really just this experience it's always hard to explain exactly what it is because it's you have to go through it to really and and yep. people that go through it they say the same thing like i don't even know how to explain what this is like it's just really and it that sounds so salesy to come from me because it's my program I'm like oh no, yeah whatever but uh, it, i understand I mean, that yeah and you know i mean it's not cheap it's uh so it's for for those that are serious and and then from from there we get a lot of people that will end up spending a year with us 12 months some some will spend a few years with us awesome um and we just stay in their world stay in conversation and uh and again a, co- a great coach is just someone to help you see things you can't and to yeah. help you to get to where you want to go a little bit quicker um and if you're a coach and you don't and your coach doesn't have a coach like you should probably find a new coach right like, <laughs> coaches i have coaches to help to me to continue to grow yeah yeah, I don't have it all figured out by any means. So that's it. why I do a lot of stuff that I do too, like the hundred mile runs, biked across America and raised a bunch of money in eighteen. Um, we've been at Ironman next year. I'm doing a bunch of. I just love doing some of the crazier, extreme endurance stuff. But it's because I want to live. I I don't want to be one of those coaches that doesn't live what he teaches or preaches. And uh, so I wanna I want to set this standard. I want to be the example for our clients and that. So. If I'm going to ask them to do anything, yeah, better better believe that I've like done it times ten. Like, cause yeah. I want to. I don't want to be that person that's that's not living what I'm talking about. Oh, that's awesome. I I smile because I think about you know you're talking about hey this is the immersive experience. It's kind of hard to explain from the standpoint of just you're not coming to a business conference where you sit yeah. in a room and high five each other. No, no you, this is this is a real immersion to what it well what you built and I, I smiled because about a month ago I uh, went to an event uh, event in Denver that was all on mindset okay and the mindset coach is someone I admire greatly and she said Kyle I'm putting on this event I think you'd really enjoy it and benefit from it and I said okay well tell me what it's about you know what what is it like I said yeah. and she tries to explain it and you know she's like look I gotta be honest with you it's really not a simple way to define this. You yeah. just have to trust me. If you're yeah. willing to trust me and experience this, I think it's going to be amazing. Yeah. I'm just like, look, I'm I'm done with masterminds. I'm done with uh, <laughs> life coaches, <laughs> right. and you know, I'm, I'm not yeah. interested in that type of stuff. She's like, I yeah. understand that. We're not going to be like that. You, you just got to come try it out, and and trusted her, and you know, had, had much respect for her. So okay, I'll, I'll do it. Went to the event, came out, and it was life changing. And I haven't used awesome. that phrase lightly yeah i don't think i could really say that about many other events ever yeah. and so when you define it i'm like no i get it it's one yeah. of those deals that yeah. if you come in open-minded and you're open you're willing to submit to whatever the process is mm-hmm. you're gonna come out it stronger yeah 100 percent. you have to and uh, it's great that you had like that relationship to where she could say that and you could you know it's a little tougher f- for, you know, and we do have a lot of people that come in by word of mouth or referral. Yeah. So that definitely happens. But yeah, we do a lot of like advertising and they haven't heard, heard they've never heard of us before. Right? Sure, and sure. then when you're trying to tell them that, it, they're like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Uh, but it's the truth, you know, because it's, 
And we have some incredible videos. We have some really talented video guys that, that tell the story as well as you can, but it still doesn't necessarily do it justice. But yeah, that's so true. Uh, I'm glad you had that experience too. Like, <laughs> Thank you. you. You nailed it. Like you gotta be, you have to be open and, and willing to like really jump all in so that you can, you know, if you're going to invest in yourself, whether yeah. it's one of our programs or someone else's, like why would you not be completely open and just, just come there, just ready to get as much as you can out of it to make it worth the investment. I'm into that. And that, that's um, with you there. If I'm going to, if I'm going to commit to something, whether, you know, like we were talking earlier about your commitment to the hundred mile, I want to see it through. I want to know yeah. if I've been able to, I, I, I just always throw out the phrase, get my money's worth. Uh, yeah. you know, whether that be the badge at the end of the race where they say you are a finisher or just the mental uh, stature of knowing that I've been able to accomplish what I set out to do. And so I think any program I sign up for, any coaching uh, I, I enlist and, you know, I think what I'm hearing from you is that aspect of, to have real significance, to have real results out of anything you apply yourself to, you have to be committed and open to the process. Yep. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah, absolutely. Why would you not? Yeah. You're robbing yourself, your family, like, yeah, you're taking time away. I mean, you know, yeah, what you got to get for sure. Yeah. You know, correct me if I'm wrong. Cause I, you know, from what I know from my own personal experience, as well as being in this entrepreneurial world, it's so easy to sign up for things. It's so easy to say, Hey, I'll go buy that course. I'll go and listen to this coach. I'll go attend that conference. And then it just becomes like trophies on the wall of remember the, that thing. Remember when I, I went there, remember when I, I bought that. I mean, yeah. I know personally the amount of marketing courses I've purchased that I may have a login credential for and I haven't even logged in. You haven't even looked at I've done year. that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, I'd love to know from your perspective as a coach uh, with your program or any others, any advice you have for entrepreneurs that are in that place of saying, okay, either it's information overload or I just feel overcommitted to so many different things, how to be able to focus on one thing and, and, and prioritize whatever that commitment is, like in your place where it was, I'm committed to finishing that 100 miles and being able to see that through before moving on to the next thing. Yeah, I mean, this is the stuff that we talk about all the time with, with our clients is, I mean, clarity is power. You just got to be extremely clear on what you want, why it matters. Um, and if you are, then when you commit to it, you, you know that you're just going to make it happen, right? And nothing else else is going to distract you or take you away from that because you're so clear and focused on, on it because you, you, yeah. you're taking the time to really figure out what it is that you want. Most people don't know what they want. Yeah. Ask them, you know, a pretty simple question. What do you want? And they've never really thought about it or taking the time because we're all busy. We're all frantic. We get, we're pulling so many different directions and you never actually take the time to really get focused on what it is that you do want. Most people could tell you, well, I know what I don't want, but but they're not really clear on what they do want. And then it goes to like, yeah, there's seminar junkies that just go from mastermind to mastermind. They just, yeah. they love being surrounded by other people and they love the, the excitement of it, but then they get home and it wears off really fast and they put their notebook or journal on the shelf and they never look at it again. Sure. Um, you know, I, I mentioned David Goggins earlier too, I was just listening to his book, Can't Hurt Me Again. And uh, he said it even about like, it's really exciting to sign up for, physical events too. It could be a 5k. It could be a hundred mile run. It could be an Ironman, like whatever it is, 
there, there's a lot of excitement and it's easy to be excited. He said, you know, when, when he first talked to this guy, Chris Cosman to sign up for the Badwater 135, one of the hardest endurance races out there, um, he had just taken a shower. He, he had a full belly, like he, you know, had a good night's sleep. It's easy when you're in a comfortable environment to be excited about something. Yeah. Whole nother thing to go and like do the work and then show up and in the middle of the race, like 50, 60 miles in when, when <laughs> pain is unbearable you, to be like, holy cows, what did I get myself into yeah. and to actually follow through? So yeah, it's two completely and a lot of people are committed to signing up and going to telling everybody that they signed up for something, but yeah. it's a way smaller group of people that actually shows up. Well, first off, like does what's, does what's required in preparation and then shows up the day of the race and then actually finishes when it gets really, really hard. Wow. Wow. Yeah. I, I, I can see that, you know, I've been that place before that challenge of, okay, how to commit, how to stay. Yeah, uh, I have I, too. Yeah, absolutely. But I, I like what you're saying as well. I think the other element that you're talking about and what you're able to provide is having a coach to help you stay committed to it, get you that accountability, help you find your why. You know, I'm always a big fan of Simon uh, Sinek and his whole start with why premise. I'll start with why, yeah. And I think, you know, what I'm hearing from you, that's something you help establish for those who are going through totally. uh, your program. Tell me, you know, what we're talking about beyond the program with, with your book, 100 Mile Mindset. Is that something that uh, would uh, that the book touches on and digs into of being able to help with that commitment, being able to stay focused on your vision? Yeah, I mean, that's what the book is all about. I mean, really, it is. I mean, it's the whole story. It's 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 a ton of what we teach to our clients, and it's what I live. And, yeah, I mean, talk about commitment. We talk about being a 10 out of 2, right? Like, if, you, if your child is drowning in the lake or the river, like, are you going to be a 10 or a 2 in your commitment to save their life? Like, are you yeah. going to do everything, including – um, potentially risking or losing your life to save your child sure. or even kind of like dip your toe in the water and kind of yeah, go yeah. out as far as you can until it's not safe. And then just be like, well, so, sorry, Johnny, like I did what I could, <laughs> you know, and I think most people would be a 10, not a two in that situation, but there's a lot of other, and then it kind of goes back to like, if you sign up for something and you're all excited, you're a 10 in the moment. But then when it comes to doing the reward, the work and like finishing especially after failing maybe once and then a second time yep. and you might be like, well, I, you know, I, I was kind of a seven, right? I mean, you're either committed or you're not. That's what yeah. we said, either a 10 or a two. So, yeah. so t tell us, Nate, as we're wrapping up here and trying to give some uh, direction for those who are saying, Hey, you're speaking my language. I want to know more about this. I feel like I've been to a two in some areas of my life and I want to be a 10 what's the best way for people to follow up with you purchase your book and, and learn more about hundred mile mindset and what it is you teach? Yeah, well, you, you know, the, the best way is probably you could go to 100 mile mindset.com. You can get a, the free, um, free audio version. I'm giving the free audio oh, sweet. and, um, you know, just put your email in there, get on my email list. And then I, you know, I do a pretty good job of communicating, five to six times a week uh, wow. through email. And then you could also check out my, uh, my website, natebaileyspeaks.com. And I have my podcast episodes on there. We have lists uh, of our event dates for immersion, if that's okay. something you're interested in. But yeah, if you opt in for at 100mile mindset.com, 
you'll get emails from me and then we'll be connected and you could always reply to one of those and you know and i'll actually answer you back perfect perfect uh for our listeners we'll have hundredmilemindset.com in our show notes so that way if you are driving and don't aren't able to write it down you can get it there um, and then as well, the other uh, links Nate spoke about with his website and his, his uh, immersion programs. Nate, I think this has been really inspiring to be able to think through that aspect of how to have a focus, have vision, fight through adversity, not give up, and be able to stay committed to the goals you set in front of you. I'm excited to check 100 Mile Mindset. Love that you have an audio version because that's how I read, quote unquote, yeah, right. my books yeah. these days. <laughs> I was giving it away, the, the paper copy and doing like the free plus shipping. And I was just like, you know what? I listened to most books more yeah. than days. And I'm like, so I'm going to, so yeah, I, sh I shipped it to the audiobook and like, yeah, opt-ins went up way uh, uh, I'll, be, I'll be your next yeah. one. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much for being with us today. I find it a real privilege to learn from you and, and dig more into what we're talking here with 100 Mile Mindset and uh, staying committed to our goals. Yeah, man. Thank you. Appreciate it. Hey, I want to thank you so much for listening to this episode of Marketing from the Roosevelt Room. If you heard something today that you would like to follow up on and be able to connect with us, connect with our guest, we will have their contact information as well as any links to resources they talked about from Facebook groups, their website, any type of offers that they gave on our website at mfrrpodcast.com. Once again, that is mfrrpodcast.com. Join us there. I'd love to keep the conversation going, and you'll be able to get all of our show notes as well as links that the guests spoke about, so that way we can really serve you. Really do appreciate you spending time with us today in this episode. Hope you have a great rest of your day.